right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Daily Dimensions podcast. As always, I am your host, Smitty, back with another one, man. Yo, I thank you for coming back. I thank you for continuing to be a part of this journey, rocking out with us, liking, commenting, supporting the podcast in any way that you know how, even just talking about it. You know, uh, a recent guest that I had on, man, he was telling me how, you know, he was letting somebody know that he was coming on the show. And they were like, oh, yeah, I know that show. And like, that story alone, I was like, dang, I don't know who that was that said that to you, but the fact that they know about the show and they like the show and they happy that you coming on the show to do this interview, I was like, yo, we, we doing something here. So I'm appreciative of it all, man. I'm really grateful. I'm really thankful. And uh, I hope to keep doing this, to continue to have this platform, to share the things that we share, to talk about the things that we talk about, and to tackle a lot of different issues that sometimes we don't give enough attention to may not even know that are really bothering us and that we can just continue to leave that door open, man, you know, and, and just keep tackling the things we do. Um, and that same person, you know, as I was interviewing them, you know, me being from Bridgeport, he, him being from New Haven, the conversation came up, you know, we started talking about violence, you know, coming from an inner city and violence being the norm to us and, you know, seeing violence around you, losing people around you, you know, things like gunshots or something getting shot up or whatever it may be. Like, it's just it just was something that we saw so much it became normal, but should have never been normal. And, you know, he said to me, he was like, yeah, man, y'all summer been crazy so far. And, you know, Technically, today is the first day, full day of summer. And it's like, man, you know, summer ain't really in the full swing yet. And it, it, it has been, it's been different in my city, man. If you keep up with anything going on in Bridgeport, if you're from Bridgeport, you know, it's hard to, to not know that there's been a lot of loss in my city. There's been a lot of grief. There's been a lot of different things going on, man. And uh, I, I looked it up and it just, it hurt to even read it, but... There was an article on the Connecticut Post that came out a couple of days ago that just was talking about how Bridgeport has already had seven homicides this year. And for it to be the first day of summer and, you know, if you're from an inner city, you know, summer is usually the crazy time of year where you experience the most homicides and the most violence in your city and the most this and that and whatever it may be for it to be the first official day of summer and we're already at seven is just mind blowing. You know, it's, it's tough to deal with. And, you know, my heart goes out to all those who are grieving, all those who have lost somebody, you know, in any capacity to any sort of violence or anything, my heart is with you, but it's, it, it leads to a conversation that has to be had about what's normal in our city and what's not normal. What, you know, we should be talking about and we're not talking about and just about grief. Um, I don't think that a lot of us, you know, in a normal setting have been taught or, you know, been shown how to grieve properly, how to be able to process the emotions we feel when we lose somebody to be able to, to, to go through all of that and come out of it kind of okay, you know, still feeling somewhat whole, feeling somewhat of a person still. It's very hard to lose somebody, to see somebody that you were in class with, that you grew up with, that you played ball with, that you just seen in a party or at a function, 
and they're here today and then over the weekend they're gone and you were just talking to that person you know you were just there with that person and it's not because of old age or that you know they had a medical condition or like you know it was a normal course of life you know died of natural causes kind of thing but because of violence because someone took it into their own hands to end somebody's life to you know take that person away from us to to take that person off of this earth to cause them to stop living it's that that is very tough I know my first experience with that came in high school and for me that was tough because you go from seeing this person in the hallway every day you know whether you're close friends with them or not you know in high school everybody knows everybody and you go from seeing this person in the hallway every day to now it's r.i.p so-and-so spray painted on the wall you know it's (laughs) it's tough man it is very tough and i know that generations after me are still dealing with the same thing and are still are dealing with it at even younger ages than I first dealt with it. You know, now where I'm working at now, I work with children and they're all middle school aged, elementary school aged, and they're experiencing things that I didn't experience till high school as far as grief and loss, you know, whether it be friends, family members, just people dying in front of them. And the things that they have to deal with, the things that they have to go through, the things that we as a community have to deal with and go through and grieve through. It's just mind blowing that somebody at such an age has to experience something like that. You know, it's like the same thing that somebody who may have somebody who's who's a a military service member you know may have been deployed may have faced combat and those things keep them up at night and they have ptsd from i'll give an example i had a high school teacher he was my spanish teacher and he was in the air force he was a pilot and his job was simply to just drop bombs on people like (laughs) and he was telling us stories about it and he almost seemed excited about what he was talking about he was talking because he was i think he was just excited to be a pilot and as he's talking he was like yeah you know i could do this and do that and i could fly this plane and do this and do that and then he started talking about dropping bombs and how when you're up in that plane you don't know who you're dropping a bomb on you don't know who you killed and you don't know what you who you blew up and as he continued to talk about it, you could see his whole demeanor change, his whole, like everything about him changed, his whole mood changed. And you could see where like that, that PTSD was starting to kick in. And he's like, shit, I really killed people. You know, like I was really responsible for these kinds of things. And, you know, those same things with grief and loss and watching people die and, and just all of those things being, normal in a part of your day-to-day the same way it was normal for him in a part of his day-to-day are truly traumatizing and we have children who are like 10 years old seeing people die 10 years old hearing gunshots outside of their windows you know like it's 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 not a way to live and it's not something that should be normal 
But unfortunately, if you're from a city like I'm from, it's it's normal and it's 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 hard. It's hard. I remember being young and being in high school and it, like your party wasn't lit. <laughs> your party wasn't lit if somebody ain't shooting up after. Like that was the cap that made the party the party to talk about. Like yo, it got shot up or somebody shot this up or someone shot like you know. And like the, the to to even add to how normal people shooting things up is. I remember I was in college. I was on spring break. I went to Virginia Beach with one of my friends, and we were going to this club. And as we're going to the club, I hit this U-turn on a side street, and you know I got Connecticut plates in Virginia, and they just want to pull you over for everything. So this officer pulls me over. He was like, "Yeah, you did an illegal U-turn." Who pulls somebody over for an illegal U-turn? Like, what? Whatever. Like, my, leave me alone. So, but he was cool about it. He let me go, you know, no ticket, no nothing like that. And he's like, where are you going? So I told him, I said, yeah, I'm going to this club over here, blah, 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 blah. He was like, you sure you want to go there? And he was like, they be shooting and stuff over there. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I'll be all right. And for most people, <laughs> if you tell them, hey, yeah, they be shooting over there. You're not going to go. You know, <laughs> if I tell somebody from a different environment, from a different world than I'm from, yeah, no, they be shooting over there. There's like gunshots and violence and stuff over there. You might not want to go to that party. They're not going to go. But you tell someone like me who's accustomed to such a thing, I'm still going to go. And we went and we had fun and it was lit. And as we're walking back to the car, we were like, oh, no, nah, man, nothing happened. Ain't nobody get shot. Nothing got shot up. And literally... The moment we said that, all you heard was pow, 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 pow. And they definitely shot that party up. And we got in the car. We went <laughs> to go get food. I think we went to Waffle House. It was lit after that. Like, And unfortunately, that's like the course of events. That's like you go to the party, you get shot up, it's lit. You leave, you go to Waffle House or wherever you go to get food at after. You might go to Merritt, Chicken Spot, wherever you go. You go kick it and you're done and you go home. And unfortunately... That has become entirely too normal in our city. And we have a lot of, you know, young men, young women who are experiencing grief from losing these people, from seeing these things happen, from these things happening around them so consistently. And, you know, I could I could name so many people that I know personally that I know that just aren't grieving the right way. And it's just loss after loss after loss after loss after loss. And it's like, how do you deal with it? And therapy is not something that's common in my community. And it's not something that we necessarily preach or celebrate, but it would be a start. But a lot of it is just us collectively just trying to hold each other up and not really knowing how to hold ourselves up. You know, we're, we're, we deal with so much and try to be there for one another. But I don't think any of us are, you know, necessarily dealing with the pain the best way but we're dealing with it the way we know how and I think that's why you see people in my community try to be as happy as they can because we know what it's like to be on the other end of it we know what it's like to have your best friend here today and go on tomorrow and you know the most in my opinion, you know, and it's different for everyone, but the most unfortunate side of 
losing somebody, especially losing them in that way that I've grown to realize now that I'm older, uh, being 27 and being able to look back on certain times in my life. It's like every time you try to remember that person, they're always the age that you lost them. And sometimes you begin to feel, I know for myself, I began to feel guilty to be able to say like, you know, I'm going to be 30 soon. And this person that I loved and cared about will forever be 20, will forever be 19, will forever be 15, 22. And, uh, that's hard, man, because the older you get, the younger and younger they feel and the more distant and distant it feels. And you almost feel like, you know, God, we had similar situations. We grew up similarly. We experienced similar things. Why? Why is it that I came out the way I did and they ended up how they ended up? And you start to feel guilty for it, like. I shouldn't have the success. I shouldn't be where I am. I should be where they are because we, 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 we did all the same things. We went to the same camps. We went to the same schools. We had all the same opportunities and just things just happen differently. Things just work out differently. And you get that survivor's guilt, man. And it's like the older you get, the tougher and tougher that feels because you get to experience new things. You get to have new opportunities. And as tough as things may be and as difficult as things may be, you have an opportunity and they don't. And that is really hard. I know it's hard for a lot of people, and that's really hard for me. Um, I think about a lot of the people I've lost and knowing that they'll never be any older than the last time I remember them or the last time I spoke to them really messes with me. Um, but, you know, I've tried to take those steps to grieve properly. But even when you, you know you go through it, it's still hard because that person just meant so much to you. And I hope that, you know, we can get to a point where we're so far removed from the violence that we can create an atmosphere, a climate, a world, you know, a community where violence isn't our norm. You know, I, I sometimes I'm envious even of my girlfriend. You know, she doesn't come from an upbringing where these kinds of things were normal to her. And I remember being in college um, and I had thrown a party because that just that you feel me college, you throw parties. <laughs> so I had thrown a party and me and my friend were, you know, we're still at the venue. We're counting money and et cetera. And everyone's going to the after party or whatever it may be. It's like down the road. And, you know, we finish counting up, we do whatever we do, we get in the car and we're like, yo, we lit. we about to go to the after party. So, you know, we are like the last ones to get there and we're like, it's traffic coming down the street because everybody's trying to find a place to park. And so I, I park at a liquor store down the street and the moment I get out my car, all you hear is pow, pow, and someone's shooting. And two seconds later, my girlfriend's called me. My girlfriend calls me and she's hysterical and crying and come get us and blah, 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 blah. So, you know, I hop in the car, I go get her and all these different things. And 
you know, that was traumatizing for her. That was like, that was everything for her because that was her first experience with something like that. You know, going to a party and it gets shot up or someone does this or gunshot and this and that and whatever. That was not normal to her. That's not the world she came from. That's not something she experienced regularly and just was like, okay, it is what it is. I didn't get hit. So, like, let's just keep moving. And it became really apparent to me that we came from two different spaces and that there's actually a world out there where this is not normal. And it was the first time in my life where I'd ever been like, wow, there's a world out there where this isn't normal. You know, all I had known was my upbringing and what I had experienced and what I was around. And to see that there was someone who looked like me who had not experienced the things I experienced, like just I was like, wow, I felt like in that moment, I felt like all minorities felt these things or experienced these things. And then to see another minority that hadn't experienced these things or felt these things like it was just mind blowing to me. And we had a conversation about it. And I was like, wow, because. My response to those hearing those gunshots was like, what? Like, you know, you're wondering who it is and what happened and what's going on. But not at any point did I feel like traumatized or scared or worried or in danger or like I was like fearful for my life. Um, And for her, it was the complete opposite. She thought it was over. And it just lets you know that. The things we experience, the things we navigate through, the things we feel and the things that happen to us as far as grief and violence are not normal. <laughs> they shouldn't be seen as normal. And, you know, in reality, it's almost a lot of our youth. A lot of people are living in a war zone. You know, when people die around you that frequently, you're in a combat area. You know, if we were being blunt and being honest about it and not only are these people of all ages growing up in these environments and and being conditioned to these kinds of things, but they're also not receiving the help that they need. You know, and I relate it back to my workplace. You know, we have children who are not only just dealing with all of these things, but then may not necessarily be where they need to be academically, you know, as far as reading at an accurate level, you know, doing math at an accurate level or whatever it may be. So, you know, not only are you dealing with trauma, but now you're you're at a disadvantage academically. You know, your family system may not be the greatest. And there's all of these different things that are just stacked against you. And to be facing all of these things at such a young age and then someone approaches you in high school and is like, yeah, you want to go to college? And it's like after all the things you've gone through college, like college just doesn't even seem like a real possibility anymore. You know, that kind of success or opportunity just feels like, whoa, like you can do that. I don't know. Not like not after all I've been through and experience and where I've come from. I don't even know if that's something that's for me or that I can do. And it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough for a lot of people. Um, it's been tough for me. And I, I felt like this conversation, this topic, this thing, it just needed to happen. Um, it's not necessarily an episode that I had planned to do, but 
it, it, I just felt the timing. It was just necessary. It was needed to have seven homicides. And it's the first day of summer. It's like we moving at a crazy pace, man. And this summer, like this year has just been crazy. You're not only losing people to COVID, but you're losing people to violence. And it's just, it's, it's been a wild ride, man. It's been a very wild ride. But um, if you or anyone you know is struggling, is grieving, needs that help, needs that support, definitely look into some sort of grieving services, some counseling, some therapy, some anything, and just continue to support each other and have those conversations. A lot of times, especially, you know, I can speak to the perspective of most men. I don't want to, you know, generalize, but a lot of times us as men, like when we feel things like that, we just hold it in. You know, we may go buy a bottle and roll up or do whatever we do and just like, you know, try and like not think about it and just numb ourselves to it and just not feel it. You know, we'll celebrate that person's life. We'll celebrate that person's legacy. But as far as feeling the pain, we do everything we can to just not feel it because that's too much. (laughs) It's just too much, man, to sit there and really feel it and go through the motions of it and like let it be real to you. It's hard, man. It's hard. So, you know, if you or anyone you know has lost anybody, reach out to them. Ask them, like my man Gary would say, how's your mental? How are you feeling? How are you doing? What can I do for you? And pray for one another, man. Some of the best things you could do for people is just pray for them and let them know that you pray for them. Because that just means a lot to think that, all right, all right, before I go to sleep or just actively during my day, somebody's thinking about me. You know, that's an amazing thing. So uh, I, I hope that this resonated with at least one of y'all. And I know that it did. And I hope that, you know, we take the steps to grieve properly, um, that we don't forsake that grieving process and, and, and go around it and just numb ourselves to things and desensitize ourselves to things, um, that we go through the whole process and that we experience it. And I pray that these things become less normal and that we don't have to deal with the survivor's guilt, with the PTSD, with the frustration and the pain that comes with all of these things. So, you know, I pray for my city. I pray that things get better. I hope that we continue to move in a better direction. Uh, And until next time, peace, man. Thank y'all for listening. Thanks for rocking. And remember, life is difficult, but it's not impossible, man.